0: We've truly been blessed this day with a with a beautiful day out there. And one of my boys made me feel real good. I have to tell you that's because I mean you know when you, somebody He comes up and he looks at the table and he says, "Grandpa, are you going to give the same lesson?" I said, "No, this is part two of that lesson. Oh, okay." made me feel good to just see that the things on the table could remind him of the lesson we had once before. But what I'm going to do on this lesson, I'm going to go, kind of go and review the ones that hadn't made that lesson, and that way they can kind of understand why I felt part two was so very important. Part one was heartbreaking, no doubt about it. I hurt during that sermon because of the the things what happened. And but I felt the two had to come in there too because so many times we get on a one-track mind and think just one way. We don't look at the broad picture of each and everything what truly happens. And I'm going to review here. We know that Jesus Christ went to the garden and prayed. We know that he was hurting so bad. By Scripture tells us how bad he was hurting. We know by Scripture it talks about his sweating blood. He went to his father and asked him if this could be passed. This cup could be passed, you know, but. It's, his will, not Jesus' will, be done. And we know that it didn't pass. We know that he was going to have to. He knew that. But he was hurting so bad. When he was arrested, Paul turned around and grabbed a sword and cut off his, one of the men's ears. But Jesus said, no, put the sword away. one that lives by the sword dies by the sword. He said, don't you know at any given time I could call 12 legions of angels and come to protect me? But a very important thing he said then. He said then prophecy couldn't be fulfilled. This prophecy, what was going to be fulfilled... It's everything that we've got. It's the most beautiful thing that could possibly happen to each and every one of us. But it paid a price. Jesus paid a price. We know, and I'm going to move this mic up here because Brian reminded me that if I don't talk up, I'm away from you. We know that it talked about they wrapped Jesus up in fine purple robes for they can mock him and make fun of him. They put a crown of thorns on his head. I thought about making his crown of thorns and bringing it in but I got lucky enough to see online for in Jerusalem they make these and send them out and that's where this came from this is the same type of vines but grows on the wall in Jerusalem but they make this out of but they made they place this on his head and sit there and mocked him. They scourged him with a whip. It's hard to explain, but it's it's cattails with little pieces of metal on the end of that whip, and they beat him with that whip. And when it was done, I didn't have a wreath to bring, this is my father's cane. But they took that cane, they took that reed and hit him on the head with that crown on his head. Imagine the pain and suffering that Jesus Christ went through at that time. He has been beaten so hard on the back, you know his back was cut in so many places. But he was made to carry his own cross. Had that cross on his back with thorns and, and, and with just raw wood was homed out. How raw that would have been on his back, pressing on his back, how it had to hurt. But that's what he had to do. We know in the Gospels it doesn't tell us which type of crucifixion they used, which method they used. Did they use, they tied him on the cross or did they use nails? But we know. In John, it tells us what kind of method they use for, for crucifixion. Doubting Thomas, he said he wouldn't believe until he's seen. And Jesus said to him, he said, take your finger and put it in my hand. Take your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. We know that Jesus Christ was hung on that cross with nails. We know that he was stuck in the side with a spear. He was already dead. When you're on a cross and when you tie you on a cross... What happens is a lot of times they would pull on them strings and hold themselves up as much as they can. Cause What happens is your lungs get full of water and full of liquid and you can't breathe. So if you pulled up there, it helped to make you live just a little bit longer, a little bit more breath. But we know with Jesus Christ, he didn't have that option. He died, and they spared him in the side, and the blood and the water rolled from it. Do you honestly think, honestly think that the sacrifice that Jesus Christ went through, in the pain and the suffering that he went through, That anybody else even came close to the pain and suffering that he did on that cross. I'm a son, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a grandfather. Let me tell you, I know this for a fact. There's no question about it. His father went through more than the son. And let me explain why. When he cried to his father in prayer and asked if this could be passed from him, his father knew that the only way it could, prophecy could be fulfilled, the only way that we could be in a covenant with him, Jesus Christ was going to have to go through them suffering and that pain. So he had to deny his son that. His father was sitting there, And they put him in a robe and make fun of him. Say, hail to the king. Making fun of his son. Making, belittling his son, but has done nothing wrong at all. All he's done is done his best to save us. To save everybody. And they sit there and mocked him. They put a crown on his head. and struck him we know that that thorns had to go into his head how do you think his father felt seeing the thorns going onto his head poking him and his head bleeding how his father knew that all he had to do was say no this is enough these people there are only a handful of people that's going to take God on take me on All these other people are going to make fun or or not take him on. He could have stopped it at any time. His back had to hurt so much. You don't think that God felt every bit of the pain that that cross was on his back? As a father, feeling the pain of his son that knows that he could stop it at any time, but he he doesn't, he can't because of something. And then he puts him on the cross. We don't know how many times this is a nail but they drum. what we got. What would have been like the nail that Jesus Christ was nailed with? They have to sit there. How many times did they have to hit him like that to put that nail through his hands and feet? Do you think that his father was sitting there hurting feeling the pain of his son, knowing he could stop again, he could stop And then last, his son was dead, but they still took that spear and stuck it in his side. Why? Why did all this happen? Why had this have to happen? Because of us. He the love that God has for his son is tremendous. He would he hurt so much when all these was happening. But he knew that the only chance that we had the only chance we had. Now this is everybody. These are the chances that people would spit on him. The chances that people would ridicule him. The people that put him on the cross had a chance. Because of what he went through. Each and every one of us have a chance because of what he put us through. Because of his love. Not the actions what happened here. But the love that Jesus Christ has for us. The love that God had for us. These two endured all that. Because they loved us. Jesus used in his parables... A lot of times about the vines and the branches. That as we read here, we know that Jesus Christ was the vines. We know that we're the branches. We know by this parable that God sent many sent people to collect them the fruit from the, the vines but these people killed stoned these people so God sent the sent more people To collect and what happened to them they had the same fate then he sent his son that surely they wouldn't they would respect him and they killed his son We know in the, sermon, in the parable he says, He will surely destroy them wicked people. I was going to get Ryan to read another parable. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. We have two statements here. We was told what would happen if we didn't stay in God. We was told about bearing much fruit. We was told that if we turn around and we bear fruit, he will prune us for we can bring more, for we can bring better, we can do more we each got an opportunity in our families let me ask you one other question maybe one other sometimes we hear well he's a good person no he doesn't know he doesn't do what god says but he, he's a good person Surely, if this God is so loving that He'll save him, because He's a. Good Our Father went through so much, and He put His Son through so much. Don't you think He's done enough? Don't you think that He has suffered? He has told us what he was going to do. You have been warned. A lot of people say, I don't know how to talk to other people. I don't know how to be able to go to them and explain to them and go to scripture and say, this is this and this is is the way you do this and this is why you do that. We need to grow there. We need to get to the point that we can. But let me tell you, if you truly want to reach them, if you really want to talk to them and try to bring them in, witness to them. Tell them what Jesus Christ means to you. Let them feel your love for him. What he has done for him, how he has caressed you, how he's kept you how you've defeated so many things because you have him working with you. Let them feel that and ask him to come and be with you. Come and learn the lesson. Come and study with you. Jesus Christ told us if we bear fruit, he will take us and prune us and get us and we will grow in him. Each time that we do this, we will get stronger. Each time we do this, we can get reach more people. But we have to start. We have to do the beginning. Amen. Jesus Christ loves us so much. We can't imagine how somebody could go through so much. Knowing he could have stopped it at any time. His father could have stopped it at any time. But he loved us enough to do this for we have the chance. We're going to get ready to take communion here in a little bit. We're going to gather around this table. This doing remembrance, remembrance, excuse me, remember of me. This is my body, and this is my blood. What part of this do you think he wants us to remember? What part does he want us to stick with? This is what it was. This is what he did. But why did he do it? Because he loved us. Because he cared for us. He wanted us. He was willing to do all this because of love. I would forget. It. <laughs> Hope and love. And second, it's love thy neighbor. Did you do yourself? If you truly loved your neighbor, would you turn around and if he started to walk out in the middle of the street, wouldn't you just grab him, pull him back? Would you let him get killed? No if somebody was going to get bit by a snake wouldn't you grab him and pull him back to keep him from getting hurt then do the same for your neighbor same for your brothers and your sisters we're all brothers and sisters in Christ one of the lessons which gave here Saturday was was Choose to be chosen. We have to choose to be in Christ. We have to choose to be chosen. And we need to help others make that same step of faith and love. But they need to feel that love that you have for your God in you, before they're going to feel it. They have to understand why you're so excited about being able to tell them how, he, how you feel about him. I beg you, please, find somebody this week. Let them know exactly how you feel about God and why you feel about that way. It wasn't about the pain and suffering he went through. It was about the love he had. He had to suffer all these things, but he'd done it for pure love. But we have to abide in him. We have to be in him. How do we do that? How do we get abide by Him? We need to first believe, then we need to repent, and then we need to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we will abide in Him. Then we strive to do everything that we can to be the person He wants us to be. We will fail, He has already told us we will fail. We say to him, I'll try my best to do better. Not just forgive me. He's already forgave you. You need to strive to do better. He wants to hear that you're going to strive to do better. We're truly loved. In a way that we can't explain. We know that we can turn around and be part of him. We know we got the chance of bringing others into him. And now we got ways. The Bible was written for instructions for each and every one of us. What we need to do. We know that Jesus Christ went out and performed miracles, but he went out and showed people how much he loved them. He showed people how important it was to be in the Father. Then he gave us the way that we go. You know, we turn around and... He hasn't asked much, truly hasn't asked much. We know, I mean, common sense, a good person, he doesn't steal, he doesn't lie. And he talks about coming a man's wife. We know better than that. We don't have to be in God to do that. We know that that is not what we should be doing. What well, we do know, he's told us to be baptized. Be within him. Be him. Be let him in you. Let him dwell in you. He's told you to go out and bear fruit. And he's told you to love him like he's loved you. And shows us every day. Ain't there some things in your life you just can't believe how in the world it turned out right? How things happen that you just couldn't explain? God is with us every day. He walks us and keeps us safe in his own way. We have to face trials. We know that. But the reason why we face trials is because we have somebody else what doesn't love us. Somebody else what wants to destroy us. We have to face these small trials to build up perseverance. So when that big time comes, we can say, no, I'm staying with my father. I'm staying with the one that loves me get behind me if there anybody here what hasn't took jesus christ as their savior wants him to invite in you at this time come up if you're on the telephone Get a hold of us. Let us know. We will meet you at any given time and talk and and get you baptized. Show him how much you love him.